Hey everyone, this is Hunter Williams with the Awana Tennessee Network, and our goal is to connect Awana leaders and ideas for the sake of the gospel. And today we're going to be connecting you with Cindy Vesperman. She's the Awana missionary in North Central California, and she's coming today to bring a lot of insight on an important topic. And she comes with a lot of experience. She's been involved in Awana since she was in high school. She served as an Awana missionary since 2009. But not only is Cindy an Awana missionary, but she also serves as a support raising coach for those looking to come on board as missionaries. In fact, she was my support raising coach as I was raising funds to be a missionary. And she's not only a great coach when it comes to support raising, she's a phenomenal coach when it comes to anything with Awana or children's ministry. So I'm excited to have her come on and coach us in this idea of using the gospel wheel in a conversational way. I know I learned a lot from this conversation. I'm sure you will too. So let's go ahead and jump on our call with Cindy Vesperman. All right, Cindy, thank you so, so much for joining us today. My pleasure, Hunter. Yeah. So uh, I, I've kind of said in our intro that you were my support raising coach, and this just brings back old times for me. You know, weekly we, we had those Zoom calls to check in and see how support raising was going. So I, I was really excited that we were able to do this. But before we got into the conversation today, I wanted you to just give a little glimpse of what your role as a support raising coach looks like for these Awana missionary appointees who are raising support and trying to get on the field. Well, um, as you know, Hunter, I work with um, people from just barely knowing anything to getting fully funded. So as missionary appointees are preparing for support raising boot camp or for support raising school, I help them with the pre-work, um, challenging them and maybe some preconceived ideas they had about support raising and mm -hmm. encouraging them. And then once um, they complete their training, then I meet with them weekly and um, help them troubleshoot, um, give them encouragement, um, help them stay on task. A lot of times we have to learn time management skills. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just kind of walk them through the whole process until they're ready to be released as Awana missionaries. Yeah. And that was our process not too long ago. Um, right. Yeah. So Cindy was there every step of the way for me, just answering questions, helping me think through things. And that's why I think you are an ideal person to talk about um, this idea of using the gospel wheel in a conversational way, because that was very much your method in coaching when it came to support raising. So you're getting to apply some of that to our topic today. And uh, just to kind of get us started, you know, most people that, that work in Awana, they know the gospel wheel, but maybe there's someone, they're new to Awana. Um, could you briefly share just what is this thing called the gospel wheel and why has it been such an effective tool for Awana for so long? Well, as its name kind of implies, it's a tool that people can use to share the gospel. And I think why it's so simple and also why it's effective is because it is simply the gospel. Uh, a lot of times other gospel presentations, they share the gospel, but then they also include other things. Yeah. Not to say those other things aren't important, but then it confuses what is the gospel really. And so I think one of the 
beautiful things about the gospel wheel is that it truly is just the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. It, I love that. Cause it doesn't, there's not a lot of things crowding the space, uh, right. not a lot of extra noise or, uh, extra content. It really is. It's very simple. Uh, it just, it goes over the main points of the gospel, keeps it simple. And that's what I like is sometimes I feel like gospel presentation kits you can get there's just so much information it's overwhelming and i think that's why sharing the gospel can be scary sometimes because we make it difficult we had way too much stuff to it yeah so and i like it too because even though it's a simple picture it is a picture and for kids who are visual it provides that visual to follow along as you're sharing it and too i I say it gives leaders kind of a cheat sheet you know uh, as they're going through that just to point out and say, you know, here's who God is, here's what Christ has done. And so, so yeah, very, very, I, I agree. I think the effectiveness of it comes in its simplicity and easiness of use. So, so as we talk about the gospel wheel and using it in our Awana ministries, because Awana is all about the gospel, making sure kids know the gospel and are coming to Christ to be discipled. But as we talk about using the gospel wheel, I wanted to ask what are some benefits of using it in a conversational way as opposed to a presentation style method? Well, I think the benefit of using it in a conversation, it could be used as a presentation too, but the benefit of a conversation is uh, just the fact that you're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. So um, you're talking back and forth with a person maybe asking them some questions, hearing their answers, um, responding to what they think, directing the conversational flow to a point, but being able to address um, the questions of the person without just feel like, okay, I have to go one, two, three, four, five in this order, but I can jump around and address the questions that the person I'm sharing the gospel with has. Yeah, meeting kids where they're at in the conversation. Cause I think sometimes when you're just in presentation mode where it's okay, point one, point two, point three, you can sometimes answer questions that kids aren't asking and then you lose them, <laughs> you know? Well, and see that also the beauty of this is that you use the same tool, no matter the age of the person. Yeah. So I might use it for a child, but I might use it for uh, my dad's friend. Um, or anybody in between. It's it's not just a tool that's geared specifically for any age group. Yeah, because it is simply the gospel, and the gospel is timeless. It's for all people. And yeah, so I like that you can start at any point in the wheel. I think that's the brilliance of it being a wheel and not like a ladder or anything like that, is if they're asking a question about sin, boom, you go to that part of the gospel wheel, and then you work your way around it. Or if they're asking a question about why did Christ have to die? Why couldn't he have saved us another way? Boom, you start at that point in the gospel wheel and work around. So yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, benefits to conversations. And you said something I really liked is the questions and the back and forth. Because, you know, if we're not asking them questions along the way, I think we can miss opportunities to check and make sure they understand what we're saying. Because, you know, if you're just going down a list saying, okay, here's God, he's this, 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 okay, here's man, this, 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 the conversation stops and says, now, what is sin? Why is it a problem? 
uh, who is Jesus? Why did he have to die? Do you know why? And it, it makes sure that kids understand. And two, with that conversation, it helps kids internalize those truths. And so, yeah, there's just so many benefits to a conversational style of evangelism or sharing the gospel. And like you said, the gospel will, it really can just be a roadmap for conversation, Mm -hmm. Uh, gives you talking points along the way. So as we're talking about using it as a conversation, what are some examples or questions you've used when using the gospel wheel uh, in a conversation with a child or an adult? Well, what I like to think about is um, whether or not I'm verbally asking the question, it's Mm. the question that needs to be answered. So um, maybe we're talking about God. And so the question we need to think about is what is God like? And that's a, you know, a easy question to actually just start a conversation with somebody. Well, well, what do you think God is like? Um, and hear them out and then say, well, you know, the Bible tells us that God is holy and that God is love. And of course we want to show them in scripture where the Bible says that, um, maybe we have our Bibles with us, maybe not. Um, but, but those are the, the kind, you know, when we're thinking about God, well, what is he like? What are his characteristics? Um, and then, you know, when we're thinking about um, people, um, you know, well, well, what are people like? What are people like compared or contrasted to God? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people might say, oh, well, you know, I think we're all basically good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can say, well, you know, the Bible tells us that everybody has sin, you know. So, so rather than me, you know, just talking, it's like, well, what do you, you know, what? Where, where are you coming from on this? Um, you know, you might be having a conversation and, and the conversation goes to, well, you know, I, I don't know, I've just done too many bad things. And it's like, well, what, what do you think God did for you? He, you know, we've already discussed that he loves you. Okay. But what, what did, what did he do? Well, what did he do? He sent his son, Jesus, to the penalty for our sin. And when did he do that? when we were still sinners moving back to that sinner quadrant in the wheel. And then, you know, and then finally, Oh, it must be too hard. Well, what do you think you need to do to be saved? Or what does the Bible tell us we need to do to be saved? And, you know, so if God did this for us, what is, what is our responsibility? And our responsibility is simply to believe. Yeah. Believe what? Yeah. And that's where we go to the middle of the wheel. I mean, you know, we're the middle of the wheel we're kind of going in and out of it, but what do I need to believe? Well, I need to believe that Christ died for our sin, that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day. And we know that because the Bible tells us so. Yeah. So I, you know, it's one of those things where maybe I'll ask the question or maybe I'm listening for what their question is. Yes. And, and saying, well, it sounds like this is where you, this is what you think or where you're not sure, but I want to make sure that those questions get answered, whether I ask them that, or they ask me or um, something like that. But those are the kinds of things I'm listening for rather than jumping in and saying, okay, well, let me tell you about God. Let me tell you about man. Let me tell you about, you know, this, it's like have that, those questions or listening for those questions. um, Yeah. In, in that conversation. Yeah. And you said so many things that just 
was bringing things to mind, uh, that idea of listening, I think sometimes we get so nervous about sharing the gospel and just saying it correctly, we forget to listen. Right. Because we can't assume anything when we're talking mm-hmm. to someone nowadays about the gospel. Because right. more and more we're becoming a, a post-Christian world. And so we can't assume that they understand God and Jesus and sin. And um, it made me think of an example where uh, when I first became a youth pastor, uh, there were these two girls that had grown up in church. And so you assume, oh, they know a lot of stuff. And we were having a conversation. And as I was listening, something just kept seeming off. And kind of like what you were saying, it led me to ask some questions. And it finally got to the point where I realized they didn't believe Jesus was God. They believed Mm. Jesus died for our sins. They thought he was a perfect man, but they did not believe he was God. They couldn't understand how Jesus could be God and man. I was like, that's a, that's a crucial part of the gospel. (laughs) Right. It came from listening and asking questions. And uh, I'm not always perfect at doing that, but that's one of those things is if we're not quick to listen and slow to speak, we can miss where maybe there's misconceptions they have and we just assume they understand it. So yeah, a lot of good things there. Another, I think, important question that goes along with all of this is asking them, does this make sense? Yeah. You know, you're trying to kind of, you know, it, it doesn't help to explain something if the person on the receiving end isn't understanding. Right. So even as, as we're going through and having this conversation to listen, to look at their body language and say, okay, so does this make sense to you? Mm-hmm. And you know, if they say yes, great. If they say no, it's like, okay, how can I rephrase that? Or where is, where is, you know, they're missing something. Where is that? Yeah. And, and again, going back to questions after you share it and you've had that conversation going through the wheel again and saying, okay, we talked about God. What can you tell me about God? We Mm -hmm. talked about people. What can you tell me about people? And just, you know, I'm always about just double checking, triple checking, making sure you were clear. Cause that's the thing you, you just don't want to assume, you know, you right. want to make sure they've got these eternal truths locked down and it's understood because the gospel is the most precious thing a child can, can hold on to. So, uh, yeah, well, th- this was great. Do you have any other, um, tips or ideas when it comes to, uh, this method of using the gospel wheel in a conversation? Well, I, I think the important thing is then how we wrap it up. Yes. So, you know, as we're, as we're sharing the gospel and we're asking, does this make sense? And then they say, yes, it makes sense. So then, um, so then, then what, right? So we feel that, that the Lord is, is leading us to say, this person is ready to put my, put their trust in me. So, so then what? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think so, so many times we complicate that, right? <laughs> you know, we, you know, in church world, we call that the invitation, but a lot of times we complicate that and we bring in other concepts or words that we didn't discuss in the gospel wheel. And so I think um, when it comes time to say, okay, so do you believe back to the middle of the gospel wheel that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, um, that he was buried, that he rose again? and they say yes, then the question is, would you like to put your trust in Christ? Yeah. Or believe, you know, Acts 16, 31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. We use the word trust there, but um, would you like to put your trust in Christ? 
yes or no question, right? And then if they say yes, um, what is the thing that saves you? Is it praying a prayer that saved you? No, it's the belief that prays you. Is it praying important? Yes. So why don't you just tell God what you believe? Yeah. And and not have them repeat after you because then it's your words, not theirs. Yeah. Right. And and you don't want them to go back to saying, oh, well, I became a Christian when I prayed that prayer with whomever. Yeah. But I was saved when I put my trust in Christ um, right. and, and look back to that. And so I think those are some of the things that um, also will confuse the issue is when we we don't keep using the same words and concepts that we had been as we were sharing the gospel. That totally agree. And I think, again, that's why the gospel wheel is a powerful tool. It's simple and you just, you're just using the same language it uses, even as you get to the the point of a person uh, giving their their trust and belief, you know, using those same that those same words, because then you can get really confusing, especially with kids when you talk about asking Jesus into your heart and some other confusing language like that, where it says right. no. Use the Bible's language. It says right. you trust Jesus that He has the power to save. Do you believe He saves? And um, yeah, that that's a great way to to conclude uh, the gospel wheel, but also this conversation of uh, after you've had that conversation, make sure you you end it well and try not to make it confusing. So yeah. Well, Cindy, I thank you so much for coming on here. And this was really helpful, really insightful. And uh, we'll have to have you on again sometime to to cover another conversation. You're a great coach, whether it's support raising or talking about uh, things in Awana. You've always been such a good coach to me and I'm sure to so many others you serve. Well, thank you. uh, You have a great day. And again, we'll have you on again soon. All right. Thank you, Hunter. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today in this conversation with Cindy. If you have any questions from what you've heard, you can always message us at hunterw.awana.org or you can reach out to us on our website at www.awanatn.com. Now, if you want to have content like this keep coming, uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube or podcast channel. But you can also donate to our ministry. Uh, Donations from the supporters we have is what keeps this coming. So if you'd like to donate to our ministry, you can go to our website and locate on our donate page. Well, thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.